G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Do we pray as intensely as we have been praying when we had the calamity? Generally, no. Prayer connects us with God's care in good times and bad. Pastor Greg Laurie says we should call on Him constantly. Are you suffering today? Then pray. Are things going well? Are you blessed right now? Then praise. Uh, Do you need healing from the Lord? Then again, pray, 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 pray. What's a takeaway message? Keep praying. Don't stop praying. This is the day when the lost are found. that air traffic controllers are their lifeline. They report the wind speed and direction. They give pilots the correct heading. They're there to keep them safe and heading in the right direction. The silliest thing a pilot could do is turn off the radio and say, I got this. Some believers seem to do that with the privilege of prayer. I don't need to talk to God. I've got this. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us the importance of prayer and how to pray most successfully. You know, in a way, all prayer is actually answered. God answers prayer in three ways, right? Yes, no, and the dreaded wait. Oh, don't make me wait. So sometimes the Lord will say no, and we'll say the Lord didn't answer my prayer. Actually, He did. He said no. That's an answer. Sometimes He says wait because God has His timing. And sometimes He says yes, and sometimes He says yes even more quickly than we expected. And that's what we're gonna look at in the message. But before I tell you how to pray in a way where you will get answers in the affirmative, we're gonna give you five reasons why our prayers are not answered in the affirmative. Number one, your prayers are not answered in the affirmative because you don't have a relationship with God. Listen, the promise of answered prayer is not given to every human on earth today. Sure, anyone can call upon the name of the Lord, but having a prayer life, having this fellowship and communion with God is a privilege for the child of God. So when you have a relationship with God and you call upon Him, He will hear you and He will answer you. But it starts there. But the number two reason why our prayers are not answered is unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin. Isaiah 59 2 says, God speaking, it's your sins that cut you off from me. Because of your sins, I've turned away and I will not listen anymore. 
Psalm 66, 18 says, if you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear you. And that word regard means to cling to or hold on to. Listen, if you are practicing sin as a Christian, it will bring your prayer life to a screeching halt. I didn't say if you sin as a Christian, because we all sin, but there's a difference between a Christian who sins and a Christian who is willfully and habitually sinning, without remorse, without any plans to stop. If you're practicing, emphasis on that word, sin as a Christian, it'll bring your prayer life to a screeching halt. Number three, selfishness can hinder our prayers. Selfishness can hinder our prayers. James 4, 3 says, when you pray, you do not receive. And it's because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasures. So sometimes selfishness can hinder our prayers. Number four, having idols in our life can hinder our prayers. Idols in our life. Ezekiel 14.3 says these leaders have set up idols in their heart and they've embraced things that make them fall into sin. Why should I listen to their requests? So God is saying, if you have an idol in your life, I will not hear you. But listen to this. Unforgiveness can hinder your prayers. Unforgiveness can hinder your prayers. Mark eleven twenty five. Jesus says, when you stand praying, if you're holding anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Also in Matthew 5.23, Jesus says, if you're offering your gift at the altar and remember your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar and be reconciled to your brother and sister and then come and offer your gift. So let me ask you this. Is there somebody right now you're bitter toward? If you have that attitude toward someone, that can hinder your prayer life. But there's one other thing that keeps our prayers from being answered, and this one may surprise you. A supernatural battle is raging behind the scenes. So why is it that my prayer is not answered? A supernatural battle is raging behind the scenes. I know that sounds strange, but that's exactly what's happening here in Daniel chapter 10. Uh, we're looking at the final vision that God gives to Daniel in this book. We're almost done with this book. And this vision is a glimpse into the end times. And so as Daniel is sort of surveying the situation, his spirit is deeply grieved because as it turns out uh, chronologically, this is during the reign of Darius. Remember Nebuchadnezzar ruled Babylon. He was replaced by his grandson Belshazzar who was overthrown by Cyrus and the Medo-Persian Empire, right? And then ruling over the Medo-Persian Empire was Darius. And this is the Darius that sent Daniel to the lion's den. So we're in the reign of Darius chronologically here in the book of Daniel. Darius had given the announcement that the Jews could return to their homeland. They'd been captives in Babylon for 70 years. But sadly, most of them did not return. 50,000 went back home. And among those who did return, many were not working. They weren't doing anything. They weren't rebuilding the walls of the city. And we dealt with that in the book of Nehemiah. So Daniel is grieved by this and he prays. Daniel chapter 10, verse two. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All the time I had eaten no rich food, no meat and wine, crossed my lips, 
and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. So he's fasting and he's grieving and he doesn't understand why these things are happening. He, he's hurting and maybe you felt that way. You're grieving over something. You're mourning over something. Your life is not going the way you hoped it would go. Others have disappointed you. You even feel as though God has let you down. So as he's crying out to the Lord, look at Daniel chapter 10 verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. He said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling and then he said, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come because of your words. So basically the angel's telling Daniel, your prayer was heard in heaven and I was dispatched, but a problem developed. Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days and behold Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me for I've been left alone there with the king of Persia and now I have come to make you understand what will happen to people in the last days for the vision refers to many days to come. So we'll get into that vision in our next message. But here's a behind the scenes look of what goes on in the supernatural world sometimes when we pray. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning. Today, Pastor Greg is showing us those things that can hinder our prayers, including a battle in the supernatural realm. Let's continue. Here are some things we need to know about prayer when we are properly aligned with God. Number one, God hears and answers the prayers of those He loves. So here's what happened. Daniel's praying. The Lord says, send an angel with an answer. So off an angel is sent from heaven. You know, you can get same day delivery on Amazon now, right? This is same day delivery. An answer from heaven on the same day, not brought by a drone, but brought by an angel of God. But the problem was, as the angel was on his way to deliver the answer to the prayer of Daniel the prophet, he was overcome by a higher ranking angel identified as the prince of Persia. So the Lord brought out the big gun, said, okay, Michael, you better go take care of this. Michael is an archangel. Michael is the mega angel. So from this we learn we should keep on praying even when an answer does not come quickly. You know, you're praying for something right now and you've been waiting. It's been 21 days or longer. Hey, it may be 21 years, I don't know. But all I know is God has His timing. We don't know how that works. We don't know what's going on behind the veil, if you will, in the supernatural world when we pray. But here's what Jesus tells us to do in Matthew 7 and the Sermon on the Mount. He says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. And you know there's an ascending intensity in those words, ask, seek, knock. Each one is a little more aggressive than the word before it. So first I ask, then I seek, then I knock. It speaks of our persistence. It speaks of not giving up. It's a continuous, ongoing process. Listen, we should never stop praying. Sometimes God allows calamity in our lives. 
So our first inclination is to pray, Lord, take it away. I don't want this calamity. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And sometimes the Lord will take the cup away. Sometimes the Lord will lift the calamity. Other times he won't. But sometimes when he does lift it, here's my question. Do we pray as intensely as we have been praying when we had the calamity? Generally, no. I pray when I need to pray. I pray when I'm in trouble. Then the Lord answers my prayer and I effectively say, thanks God, see you next crisis. So maybe the Lord will allow another calamity to get you on your knees again. Listen, here's the bottom line. We should just pray whether things are going good or bad. James 5.13 says, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. So are you suffering today? Then pray. Are things going well? Are you blessed right now? Then praise. Uh, do you need healing from the Lord? Then again, pray, 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 pray. What's a takeaway message? Keep praying, don't stop praying. And that's what Daniel was doing. He kept praying and calling out to the Lord. Let me tell you one last thing. The devil does not want you to pray. The devil does not want you to pray. He will do whatever he needs to keep you from praying. Why? Because that, my friend, is a source of your power. You know, really we're in a spiritual battle. And every day in this battle we're either winning or losing. We're either gaining ground or we're losing ground. So the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, right? But before a word is mentioned about putting on the various pieces of armor, First Ephesians 6 says, stand in the Lord and in the power of His might. So the idea is first you stand in your relationship and your fellowship with God and you don't go outside of that. And the devil doesn't want you to do that. That's why he tries to get a wedge in there with unconfessed sin or unforgiveness or whatever it is. Because if he can separate you from the Lord and you're not communing with the Lord, you're more vulnerable, you see. And so first we stand on the Lord and the power of his might as this battle rages on. But God will give us the strength that we need. So I know maybe some of these things I've shared today kind of are a little scary. It's like, wow, what did Greg talk about today? Demons, the devil, all these bad things, spiritual warfare. You know, I'm sorry, but it's in the Bible. <laughs> we need to understand these things. But here's the good news. Yes, it's true there's a devil. Yes, it's true he's powerful. Yes, it's true he has demons doing his work. But it is also true that God is way more powerful than the devil. That's number one. Because greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world, Scripture says. Number two, though the devil managed to take one-third of the angels with him, two-thirds are still on our side. So we have thousands and thousands, millions and millions of angels. And then finally... We know that at the cross that Jesus died on, a decisive blow was dealt against the devil and his demons. The Bible tells us that there at the cross, he spoiled or deprived of power, principalities and powers and spiritual might in high places. So when we believe in Jesus, we come under his protection. 
Oh yeah, the demons can hassle us. They can tempt us. Oh, but friend, they cannot overcome you. You're safe and you're secure in the strong arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Maybe some of you have joined us today and you're not sure if your life is right with God. There's nothing you can do to keep the devil away apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. He'll still come even if you're a Christian, but you're protected. But when you're not a Christian, you're vulnerable. Religion doesn't keep Satan away. You need to know the Lord. And right now, you can come into a relationship with God and ask Him to forgive you of all of your sin and start this communication with the Lord who loves you so much. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that in a moment. But let's all bow our heads right now and pray. Now, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you offer us forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And I pray for anyone here right now who does not yet know you. They don't have a relationship with you. They don't know what it is to have their sin forgiven. Lord, would you help them to come to Jesus now? Help them to realize you died on the cross for them and rose again from the dead. Help them to turn from that sin, we ask. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. If you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg wants to help you do that right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart, and it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need, or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. And to help you, we'd like to send you some materials we call our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer many of the questions you might have and get you started in your new relationship with the Lord. So get in touch and ask for it when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg continues our study of the example set for us by the man of God named Daniel. 
We'll see how he lived a godly life in an ungodly culture, and we can too. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Why Our Prayers Are Not Answered. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media, station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.